The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the Rotherham United, no, not with the New York Talk. Let's get that right, shall we? Uh, New York Talk. Um, we are back with a interim episode. There's not much happening yet at the club. Uh, bits and bobs, but I thought we'd come in. Pre-season's just about starting. So we'll talk about some Rotherham United stuff. We'll have a quick mention of Euros, which is getting interesting. Um, and yeah, spend some time talking about Rotherham United for the first time in a while. How's that sound, Mick, Ben? Yeah. Sounds all right to me. Sounds all right to me. I mean, we've—I uh, don't know whether you're aware that we won an award for the three most boring people in Rotherham. No, Josh on uh, on uh, on YouTube. Uh, he's convinced us to hunt three more boring people in Rotherham than us. So, get in award number one at season. Come on. <laughs> anyway, Mixed up very good at letting things go, as you, as you may or may not notice. <laughs> Gavin Ward. <laughs> um, so, we are back, as we say. Um, I do want to start by saying I hope Ben gets better soon. He has recently broken his wrist. So, if anybody's watching on YouTube, we'll see a big pink thing flying around that's his, yeah, that's his past. Um, as regular listeners will know from the past 12 months, listen, listening to the show and watching the show, I think we all, if you all want together, say, Ben... You should have trained it better, is what, <laughs> um, you know. Impossible. Whatever. I had a text from Kieran Sadler, actually, um, gave me some advice on, on how to train uh, train potentially broken bones. Can I just say that before I'll we move on? on to you, ben. Before we move on, um, ankles, you can train to be in positions that break. Wrists, you can't physically bend that way, because if it bends that way, it breaks. How do you think from that position? Listen, some people can look at Some people can bend that wrist the entire way back to Yeah, all I'm going to say is I play more physical sport than Kieran Sadley did, but whatever. I mean, he wears, he wears much less protection than you do. Yeah, but he didn't get hit at, what was it? I don't even know how hard it was, but whatever. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. It's not the point. Um I think the important part to mention with this is that Ben's been training for two years now and this was the first game for two years. Uh, and this injury was sustained at the kickoff return at the first of the first play of the first game for two years. <laughs> oh, Which, ben. you know, what can you say? It's, bit, it's, it's quite funny. You'll be fine. It's funny because I still played. That's what's funny. But... Yeah, carried on playing then, didn't you, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six weeks, you'll be back to normal, mate. Anyway. Uh, five. Because you were training it better. Anyway. I, I mean, I will, but going. <laughs> that's one thing I forgot to mention about the sadly thing is that I'm going to recover faster than him. I know it's an ankle and whatever, but in proportion, I'd recover faster. But go on. What, because you have a team full of professionals helping you recover? No, I just know what I'm doing. 
So you're telling me that you know better than professional physiotherapists at the club? Some of them, yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to be cocky, all right. We'll see. It's we'll see when you're really cocky. We'll see when this is back to normal. <laughs> well, wrists recover better than ankles, don't they? I don't care. I'll go and bend my ankle and recover quicker than him then. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. No, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, it's not going to take me five months or whatever. I know this is different, being proportioned. Whatever. Since I've started and Ben's back on form. So yeah, come like on. Um, do you want to start with the Euros or do you want to start with the Rotherham United stuff? Let's start with the Rotherham United stuff. I think there's one or two bits and pieces going off, isn't there? Um, yes. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I personally, um, I'd like to start with Ipswich, if you don't mind. Trying not to be too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with it, you know. Because they're, they're a club, obviously, that uh, have been at a higher level in the past. Uh, they've got a captive audience in that, you know, they've, they've got no other clubs around them, so they're going to have a decent, um, going to get decent crowds, and now they've got a, an owner with some money. Uh, but they've been in trouble financially, they've been in trouble. Uh, I think I read earlier on this week, even even to, to now, they're, they're, they're shipping something like 64 grand a week in losses. A week. In losses, um, but you would you would think with a new owner coming in, with some new money coming in, the the lessons would be learned, and the first thing they wouldn't be doing is going out and splashing cash everywhere. But clearly not, you know. Uh, you'd think they might be clearing some debt and and getting themselves onto a a, a firmer footing, but they're obviously after splashing some cash, which is which is. Which is great for the rest of us because it'll just put them back in the same place that they were in before, won't it? Ultimately, you would imagine, unless you know their gamble to get promoted pays off. But having said all that, they then fun Paul Warren up and offer him three bob and two blackies eggs for a, for a striker that's worth a million and a half, two million quid, or a, a, a midfielder, sorry. Just bizarre. It's bizarre, and then come back with another derisory offer. I mean, it's not even. I I do hope that whoever answered the phone call just just laughed at him and put it back down again because <laughs> it's just embarrassing. It is embarrassing yeah. from their point it's of all, view. It's all done by fax now, isn't it? You wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't, they wouldn't <laughs> ring them. They'd fax oh, it. That's true. Then, yeah, they fax it through, wouldn't they? Yeah. I just I, well, I think they got they got a special fax to Fruit Switch, and when the fax comes through, it just feeds straight into its shredder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. But on the on the on the flip side of that, it's nice to see Rotherham United not going. Oh yeah, three bob and a black is We'll have that. Yeah. You know what I mean. So um, so that's that's a positive that's coming out of it. Stat we're standing on now. Yes. Um, yeah. Ipswich have looked well set in terms mm. of their recruitment. If they're <clears> trying to sign Matt Crooks, that says to me that they've got their head screwed on. Let's forget about the cash that they're trying to spend. Let's forget about that for a second. If you're in League One and you're trying to get out of League One, Matt Crooks is the type of player that you should be going for if you've got the money to back up with. That's a concern for me in the season because if that's the if that's the type of recruitment they're going to go after, they may find themselves in a decent position. You know, you look at Sunderland in the past who've just thrown money at the wall and hoping that someone's stuck. And what, we're three years in and nothing's still stuck. Whereas this seems, Ipswich in past two seasons are similar to that. And they've thrown money yeah. at stuff and it's not quite worked. It's a concern to me that their recruitment seems to be a bit more joined up from a Rotherham United point of view. Yeah. Um, but we'll wait and see. You know, It's not enough money. And what's surprising is, from the outside, I always thought that everybody in football basically talked to each other. Mm. So Ipswich, for me, executives, chairmen, blah, 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 would know the money we probably turned down. We want £3 million in January, reportedly, for Matt Crooks. How much? Well, sorry, sorry, around £3 million yeah. was the reported fee we were asking for in January. Well, what makes him think now that it is suddenly, in six months' time, gone down to being worth four hundred grand? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In what circ- unless, unless he broke his leg, in no other circumstance could his value have dropped by that much. It, it would be impossible for us to devalue him so much so quickly. Mm. And I don't have a problem. I think we are in agreement. Most Rotherham fans are are not in agreement, but but accepting that Crooks will probably go. 
for this summer window. Ideally to a championship club. He had a very, very good season. He's probably earned his chance at the championship again. If he wants to better himself, he wants to earn a few more quid for him and his family, fantastic. Off you go. <laughs> Paul Warren and Tunisha and everybody else at the club has always said if, if right offer comes in, anybody can leave. But that price, Ben, <laughs> the 600 grand for Matt Crooks is what is reported up to 600. It might be less than that. Up to 600 grand is a bit of a joke offer. Uh, it might have to be what it is. Like, I, I, I can't even. I'm speechless. Four hundred grand, and then what? The second one, six hundred grand. A maximum of six hundred. So it, it might be five hundred. You say they're recruiting well, are they? Well, well, yeah. I suppose. It's good, you know it's I mean? Six hundred grand, like that's not recruiting well. I don't get it. He's worth two million minimum. And second of all, why would he? Why would we sell him to a League One club? To a rival. Yeah. I mean, if you're a League One rival, sure you're going to pay more. To be, yeah. For me, yeah. It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. And to say about your point about the recruiting looking good and they could be up there, yeah, the recruiting might be good. But as long as they've got uh, losses coming through, that's irrelevant. You can have a stronger head and as good a head as you want, but if your neck's blocked, then you're not going to function properly, are you? Like the recruiting's well, but the club is, from what I see, obviously I'm not involved in the club. From what I see, like you said, what is it, 64 grand loss a week? Yeah, reportedly, whether that's reportedly. Like who's gonna who's gonna want to go there first of all, and second of all, you can't recruit well when you're losing 64 grand. Uh, unless Shakeman saw Shakeman saw as your chairman, you can't recruit well. But, the, but these figures are, are basically irrelevant. Clubs don't really look at the losses. They, 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 a club like Rotherham and teams who try and run a steady ship, Wickham are another good example, try to run a steady ship, losses do matter. But for teams like Sheffield Wednesday, Derby, Ipswich, Sunderland, Wigan now, again, it doesn't really matter what their losses are. They could be losing 100 grand a week because they've got an American billionaire who don't really care about it, that. He wants to get him promoted because the idea is that obviously if they get promoted in the season, that'll cover losses on most of them. Anyway, I don't think it matters. They're talking that Crooks, is, if he goes to Ipswich, the rumour is he's going to double his wages. Well, this is the problem, and this is what Americans are like because obviously I watch the NFL. This is what they do. They, they bank everything on this one season to go mm. and win the championship. And then when it doesn't happen, they go into a rebuilding stage for what? 15 years, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're trying to bring that into, well, not trying to, but they are bringing it into some English clubs, but it's not going to work. Hopefully. Yeah. But you see what EFL's <laughs> like. Jesus. Yeah, well, you got Wigan today, um, who are reportedly signed Charlie White because Sunderland can't afford him. Or <laughs> Wigan, Wigan can offer more money than Sunderland can. Um which is strange. It's not strange because they've got a Bahrainian, again, billionaire owning them. But this is this is the company we're keeping. And it's, 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 I went on an Ipswich YouTube show last week and I'm talking to them about their recruitment process and things like that. We've been in this division with Wolves. And Wolves at the time, I don't think they had their Chinese owners yet. I don't think they, they were in the situation, but they were well off compared to us, weren't they? Mm. Their recruitment was absolutely bang on. And they didn't really spend that much. I know wages would have been more, but they never went out and spent 1.5 million, two million pounds in League One. No. I'm about to give Kenny Jacket some credit, which I don't really like doing, but it brought in some really good players. You look at Dicko, the money we were going to pay for Dicko were a few hundred grand, weren't it? It weren't actually much money we were going to pay for it. That's the model that all these clubs should be looking at. Like, what did Wolves do when they did it? What did Sheffield United do when they when they got up? I don't recall Sheffield United spending much money when they got out from League One. It does, I don't know. I don't I know football's changed since then, Mick, but it, I don't know. Paul Cook's a great manager at League One, and I think he's good, but it just feels a bit panicky. It's just the problem with football is and football ownership, it's it's sort of, I don't know, 80% of the clubs are just about egos, aren't they? Mm. You know, they're just about, just about millionaires' playgrounds, I guess, if that's the right word, playthings. 
Um, so we'll have to see. You know, you could spend you could spend ten million quid on a on a squad for League One, and still have you know twenty five in your squad of twenty five individuals and not a squad, not a team, mm. not not have that ability to play together. Um, and you can you can you know you can it's been proved year after year, season after season, that don't matter how valuable your squad is, if they ain't playing together, if they're not playing it as a team and they're not managed well. Uh, you can forget it. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see, won't we? It'll make it interesting, won't it? It'll make it interesting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A uh, few few people spending money this season, in League One. It's gonna be a good league. I'm looking forward to it. Interesting. Uh, no, in, no transfer incomings at the moment. Um, I don't. I assume there will be some people training with the with the team. Um, Every's contracts run out first July, so people are now free to train with everybody else. So I would assume that's going to be the case. I haven't seen any names linked. Strange, strange transfer window, Ben. It's been slow, as we all know. I haven't seen anybody other than the guy from St Johnston. I've not seen a single guy link wheels, which is very strange. I think Robertson's. Uh, we always talked about that, haven't we? We saw that somebody's left. Um, coming in, yeah, that Scottish defender. Rooney. Is it called? Is he called Rooney? Sean Rooney, I think it is. Some, yeah. Somewhat Rooney, anyway. I miss. I mean. <sighs> The squad last year was a good squad. I think, obviously, I know you can say that for everybody, but COVID, COVID didn't happen. I think if COVID doesn't happen, and that's including everybody else with fans and stuff like that, we stay up. Probably. I'm confident we stay up. Because Derby wouldn't have filled the stands. Wednesday would have had three people going, because you know what Wednesday fans are like, or some Wednesday fans are like. So I think when we'd have kept pushing 10,000, 11,000, which is not loads, but it's, you know what I mean? Still. I'd rather have a full stadium than, you know what I mean? 10,000 and 100,000 seat mm. stadium. So, I mean, why, why, why do you need to bring anyone in? We had a good squad. I mean, yeah. I think he's waiting for the big, big names to go. Crooks and uh, Smith. I think Crooks and Smith. I, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too sure about Smith going. I think he might stay, to be honest with you. Because uh, it's been really quiet. I know you had that middle of the whatever. It was. Well, they've signed somebody else, haven't they? They've signed somebody else. Yeah, it's it's a guy from Wickham, for less. Like so we wanted. Cash, it's not like cash. No, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, anyway, um, you. Anyway, I think if Cook goes, we'll sign somebody, and I'm sure he's got a replacement already lined up. But if if at the moment, at the moment, why do we need to sign anybody? Yeah. Well, at the moment we've got nineteen. We've got a squad of nineteen senior pros. Um, added to that, five or six younger pros that are in mm. there. Um, some of them are going to go out on loan, aren't they? Wow. I you would think. Like the names. Yeah, <laughs> every one of them's got a name that begins with J, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> that don't include Josh Cody. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, yeah. But, but yeah I mean we'll have to wait and see it, has, it is quiet it is quiet um, I expect some to come in I expect some to go as you've said and I, I, it will be good I think for Smith and Crooks both of them it will be good for them and it will be good for the club if they moved on because it will bring us generate some income and, it, and they should both really be playing in the championship if, if I'm honest Um but we'll have to wait and see, won't we? We'll have to wait and see. If they don't go, all 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 bet all the better for us. Um, the only the only issues like to be potentially with Crooksy is is he obviously had his head turned last season and it, it took him a while to start performing again and he obviously will have had his head turned again this close season. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, it's going to be a tough, tough league. I don't care really who you bring in, who you sell. It's going to not it's not going to be easy. This not at all. No, there's areas we need to strengthen. We need another right back to back as backup for Wes Harding. We need another centre back, at least one centre back. We'll come on to injuries already in a minute. We need another left back to cover for Matic because obviously we don't want Ben Wiles playing there anymore. We need probably a central midfielder because we've always lost wing and we've always lost Sean McDonald as well. So that's at least one body in the centre midfield. Do we need some wingers? That depends on the formation we're going to play. If we're going to play 3 5 2, we obviously don't need any wingers. But then if we don't want winger, do we need to bring in another central midfielder to help with the volleys in there? Uh, if Smith doesn't go, we still probably need at least one striker. So if Smith goes, we'll then need two strikers because we need four. And we've only got three. Smith, Freddie and 
Kan jag göra det? Ja. Honest, anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, I think he said he wants to bring in the third keeper, which is fine. A few, couple hundred quid a week on yeah. on, a, on a young keeper. Uh, he's not going to play. He might get on the bench a few times. So, yeah, it's not far off a really good squad already. This most of the squad got promoted for God's sake, didn't it? Yeah. So it, that's that's where we are. It's sort of helping us. Covid's helping us because we're not getting all our players cherry picked because people haven't got the money at the minute. Mm. Um, so that's a little bit of a bonus, hopefully. Um, On to the squad depth already. Uh, we start with four central defenders. We've now got two fit ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Richard Wood's obviously still going because I don't think anything can stop that guy. Uh, Michael Hickory is still fit as things stand. Uh, Curtis Tilt, for me, Mick, was coming back in I was quite looking forward to Tilt this year. Yeah, he had a good year at Wigan last year. Uh, helped them stay up. I'm looking forward to him coming back in. I think he'd fit both really well in the back three. Yeah. Um, and now he's torn his hamstring quite badly and he won't be back to October. Yeah. Just he's, he's rather mean that career seems destined not to start, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I suspect he might he might, uh, he might be one that goes, um, but not while he's injured, I suppose. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that, but uh, yeah, that's a it's a blow. It's a blow for for us with Angus McDonald as well, who's also injured yeah. now, because um, he finished the season off really, really well, really well, um, and that uh, that partnership with Woody and Nicky uh, for, for him was uh, was was really, really, really strong for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's um, he's already got some issues to <laughs> to deal with. I mean, mm. We even kicked a ball in anger yet. So, but anyway, that's pretty season yeah. for you already. Yeah, them them three. If we start with the strongest three defenders, Ben, if we do three five twos, Woody, Icky, and McDonald, that's going to be the best one of the one of the best three defenders in the entire division because they were pretty for the most part in Championship. They were outstanding defensive record were really good, wasn't it? So that should stand us in good stead for the rest of the season, assuming McDonald gets back quickly well, or we replace him. Don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think they've announced it. If they, if they have announced it, I haven't seen it yet. It, all, all we know is going to be start of the season. Uh, I really struggle with muscle injuries um, because I don't get how I don't get it. I don't get how. Obviously, I'm sat here banged up, but I mean, it's it's a bone injury. I sometimes struggle with certain muscle injuries because there's lots of things you can do. But that's another point. It's gone away with Jamaica, Annie. So he's, yeah, he's not. Had, he's not yet had a close season. So I think I he's think probably me, overworked it. I've had that conversation exactly. It might have been one of you two. I can't remember. Um, but that's. He can't, yeah, whatever. Uh, but um, and the one thing I would end that point on is Richard Wood still fit, so there's no excuse. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, right. Some bodies are, are, are more susceptible. I don't know why. Yeah. Some bodies are more susceptible. So, to injured, uh, Curtis Tilt's been injured since he came, to be fair, and also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really sure with that. But the, that is a very good back three. Problem is, there's no replacements. Um, <laughs> you have to play 90 minutes 46 times. <laughs> find someone because Sullivan Cooper, is whatever his name is, is going to play. Mm. But yeah, that's a very good back three. That back three will get promoted if it's safety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although, you know, bear, bear in mind, we're not going to play on Saturday, Tuesday all the time. So next season for us, it's going to feel like there's, we're not playing at all, yeah. I imagine. If you know if I played, I haven't gone Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday to play on Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday once every so often. Yeah. I, I, I can only imagine how different that's going to feel for the players. It must, be, it must feel completely different, mm. hopefully. Hopefully make them feel a bit lighter and a bit more fitter. Mentally, if, if yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, um, first pre season game on Saturday. Um, a thousand fans, thousand tickets sold for Parkgate for the annual Parkgate game, which is back for the first time since Covid. Um, you two have both been let downs and not going, which is disappointing for us all. Sorry, Mick's putting his uh, Mick's putting seeing his granddaughter first before watching Rodden against Parkgate, which it's not far off a disgrace. And let's be fair, she's only been born a week. She's already causing problems. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> it's 200 miles away. Don't you stop when you're going to football? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I do as I'm told, mate. Do as I'm told. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got tickets to take my daughter, but weather, it doesn't look amazing. I don't think I want to stand around. If it's raining, I'm not like a six-year-old standing around it where it rain. Um, so hopefully the weather holds off. Okay. You made a salt. No <laughs> I don't feel like Ben's ever watched football in, in rain. You need to get a maiden head. I played. Uh, I, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, Cause I'd say if I, I ball on. boyed on Sunday in thundering lightning. So that's I mean, different. No, oh, with a broken wrist. Technically, with a broken <laughs> wrist, technically watched football. So. With no jacket, so I, I think I know what it is. Oh, I'm joking. I don't want to go in pouring in. It's going to be you're, you're not going anyway. Um, no. Um, I'm hoping the weather holds off because I just want to be back. I like watching Rotherham United in the crowd again. I'm really, really looking forward to it. So hopefully the weather holds off and they get the full thousand in there. More importantly, and this is really important and it's really exciting, the restrictions will be lifted. COVID restrictions on the 19th of July will be will be re- removed as things stand. And what does that mean, Mick? Full stadium against Full Isles on the 7th of August. Can't wait. Oh, a month today. A month, a, month, a month today of the, of the episode being released. Yeah. We're going to be back in. Which is massive. I mean, honestly, it's massive. And I, I'm surprised, actually, how, how giddy and excited I am for <laughs> a man of my age. But... <laughs> um, you know, walking back down that New York way or whatever it's called, back to that stadium's gonna be it's gonna be a big thing. It's gonna be mm. it's gonna be quite emotional actually, I think. Because it's it's been a big miss, a massive miss. You know? We've missed that that horrible season, that horrible championship season where we could have impacted what went what happening up to a point. We could have mm. contributed to it, I guess. Um and we've been we've been locked out of our stadium, so you know, and rightly so. I do. I'm not. I ain't got a problem with it. I understand all the the politics behind it. But you know, getting back in there, it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's going to be an amazing day. That ben, amazing. Where are, your, where are your excitement levels? 105, um, five. You, don't tell me you're going to miss that game. <laughs> I'm not. I've got training uh, that day, uh, which hopefully I'll be able to do if this stupid thing is able to come off. But I'm still going to be there, obviously. I'm not going to celebrate as much as I want. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, I, yeah, there's not, a, yeah, I'm going to miss a few games at the start of this season, but I'm so glad I'm there for the first one. First one's back. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing, particularly the first one. Obviously, the, the, all, I think all the home friendlies will be post restrictions as well so there might be some decent crowds for them as well it's the um, Newcastle game isn't there which um, yeah. which is going to be you would think that'll be a full house as well probably yeah uh, Friday night as well New York under the lights yeah absolutely and Newcastle will sell, their, sell their, whatever allocation they're given we know that uh, yeah. so it should be a hell of an atmosphere even for that just for a pre-season friendly so, yeah well can't wait. I'm just, I'm, I'm so giddy. <laughs> I'm so giddy. <laughs> I cannot wait. I need it. We need it now. Yeah. I'm yeah, looking on a bit and I'm wishing my life away. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about this wife, wife of the day. Which would you prefer? Give you two options. You could have gone last season, every other game with 2,000 capacity. Or would you prefer to wait until it's back to full capacity so it's a proper game? Does that make oh, yeah. sense? Which one? Which one would you prefer, Ben? Wait, 100%. Wait. 100. Make... No, they've probably gone last season because we could have had some sort of influence over the team and boosted them a little bit, maybe, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. It's no point now, really, isn't it? Because we've right. had to wait. It's just an interesting talking point. And since this, what this is, Mick, it's a podcast. Oh, so we yes. talk to each other about different things and opinions and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I know it's been a little while. I slipped into <laughs> being boring again. <laughs> Seamlessly. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it, with, with hindsight, I think I'm now preferring to wait. Yeah. But if you just said to me in January, do you want to go to this game with 2,000 fans, I'll snap your hand off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, 
Um, season tickets are bought for us. All our season tickets are, are, are on the auto renewal. Um, and I've seen a lot of people saying their, their tickets have already been bought. Um, really looking forward to it. Uh, Accrington game has been confirmed for the for the Tuesday night. First, I think it's the Tuesday night after the Plymouth game, or is it the week after? We should check this. Yeah, should check that. Um, but uh, it's another game I really enjoy, uh, Ben. I, I, you probably won't go to that because it's a midweek game. But the League Cup game, it just marks the start of the season. And the League Cup gets a lot of stick from a lot of people. And I understand why some people don't like it. But it just marks the start of the season. It just marks a point where you go, football's back now because we've got a Cup game as well as the League game. I mean, I suppose. There we go. What? Is the League I've, come Cup the... I've come to the wrong person. <laughs> League Cup's like the under-21s for Man City, isn't it? No, that's is the, that the... the Pizza Trophy. That's the oh, whatever it's called, Trophy. Is it, is, it called League... is it called League Cup again? Uh, Carabao Cup. Oh, Carabao Cup. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I didn't even know the start of the season. Wow, have I ever, have I ever been to football games? <laughs> <laughs> Is it just, is it, I, I didn't know the start of the season. Maybe that's just well, maybe that's just me being an idiot. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, but yeah, that's gonna be a bit atmosphere as well. Uh, that's that is on the tenth. So we've got Plymouth on the seventh, uh, and then them on the Tuesday. Um, so it's at home. Yes, it, it won't be a sellout, but it'll it'll still be a reasonable oh, crowd. I think it will. I think it will. I think hundred percent. People want to go to every game they can. I hope so. Yeah, I uh, there, there'll be a lot of he- some people will have a hesit. Some people right now are having a bit of hesitancy. So you see a lot of people on Twitter, not not necessarily Robin United fans, but football people in general have a hesitancy about the restrictions. But from a footballing point of view, the closer it gets to the game and the more the excitement builds, the people that are running our area going will probably end up going because the excitement just builds up a little bit more. So I think we'll certainly see capacity crowds for us, and I imagine yeah, most of the clubs will get big crowds. I can't see the, the hesitancy in, in people going to going to ground. The vast majority of people will be double jabbed by them. The vast majority. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Each to their own and all that. But it's yes. football. It's live. It's at New York Stadium. Uh, it, 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 could be, it, could be, it could be some other highly contagious disease. I'll take my chances. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've been I away for months. too long. Yeah. <laughs> I've been away for too long. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to be there for the last game before COVID struck, and I need a, I need a new memory of a yeah, live football absolutely. game to wipe away that horrendous night day in Rochdale. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything else, Rotherham United related, you want to talk about? Mention before I, I think I've covered most of what we were going to talk about. Is there anything else I've missed? Uh, do you want to talk about the new away kit? We talked about the home kit, the away kit, um, the grey slate slash colour. Um, I think we're all unanimous that we're not big fans of it. It looks like yeah. Wellington's old keeper kit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it might be one of them that where the picture doesn't do it justice. It looks really dull and really plain. And away kits aren't meant to be dull and plain. They were meant to be a bit slight. No, last season's white one with stripes were quite interesting with a different kit. Obviously, the black one was really nice. Um, not really a fan, mate. No, me neither. I'm not a fan of either, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, you know, that again, I find myself like that at the beginning of every season. I weren't a fan of this one because of these <laughs> no, you these crisscrosses on it, and I'm, I'm not sat here wearing it, so I'll be sat here wearing it at some stage, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I don't, and I, I'm not seeing flesh yet. Once I see it in flesh, I might I might think differently, but I'm not I'm not a fan of grey anyway. Um, I didn't like the last grey kit where particularly. I think it's stupid to change kits every year it does doesn't make sense because it limits the designs by it limits the designs so much because it's uh, generic like like design the kit on fifa or football manager it's just some generic crap like, yeah but the the finance part of that overrule overrules and overrides yeah. any any issues in terms of design because it means everybody's going to buy a new shirt every football club does it it's just it, it's, it's, it's not it's not just every football club does it, it's a regulation. Right. If you remember back to 2012, you know, we had the, the kit with the council badge on. Yeah. We kept that for two seasons and we had to the club had to apply to the EFL for permission to keep the same home shirt two years in a row. <laughs> obviously, obviously, the EFL aren't going to say no or the chances aren't in it. So it, it's, it's basically a regulation that there has to be a change of kit every year. 
Um, which is a shame. I agree with Ben. I, I, I'm not interested in the cost type thing because we all end up buying it if we yeah. can afford it. But from a design point of view, it would be better if it was every two years. I used to really like Ben. Ben won't remember this, but it used to be every two years. Mm. Before that, but every two years you got to change a shirt, and it used to be really cool washing Magic Day first day at sea to see who had a new shirt yeah. and who didn't have a new shirt. That was yeah. part of the fun of the first game <laughs> of the season. Whereas now everybody's got a different kit, but it's all basically the same. Yeah. All designs are very similar. Uh, it's taken the fun extremely, away a little bit. Extremely similar. It's just the yeah. same. Ah, it's the same design from Puma four years ago, from Wednesday kit or whatever they were. You know what I mean? They just that weren't Puma, that were it? I can't remember what it were. Yeah, I mean though. Made it red. So yeah. Well, the away kit's the same design, but without the pin, without the stripes. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the top shoulder bits are the same. <laughs> you give me that template. I could have designed Norman away kit. <laughs> yeah. Got some money. Yeah. Got no else to do. <laughs> they tried to do so different. And I, I see what they tried to do. We were all successful at grey kit last time. And a lot of people did like that grey kit. Um, mm, they did, yeah. yeah. I I wasn't a fan of the grey kit. I think it's just a bit dull and a bit boring. What I would like to see with the third kit is to go out there a little bit. Yeah. If we're going to do this with this one, let's go out there. Let's be, you know, let's go back to yellow or something like that. Let's see some interest in yeah, for the third kit. I'm sure it will. Hmm? Blue and yellow. Pink and yellow. Blue, green and blue. Elect electric orange and luminous yeah. pink. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah uh hopefully that comes through uh so yeah i think that's all the rather united chat brief 10 minutes on the euros um because obviously football's coming home um this episode's going out on the morning of england against denmark so when you're all listening to this you will know who we, who the what who one of the finalists are so we're not going to talk about spain italy because you'll have already watched it um england ben england Ukraine, we have to talk about that one. The best England performance at a major tournament in my lifetime. Was it, or was it the worst performance by an opposing team? <laughs> oh, here we go, Jesus Christ. Listen, it was a good performance. Uh, I, think, mate, I think the only reason we played well was because of Sancho. Uh, I understand why he hasn't played him, because uh, of the transfer and all of that. No one can tell me different, because everyone knows exactly what's going to happen. Because he is one of the best players in the squad. Uh, it was a good performance, man. Uh, Sterling played well, Kane played well, surprisingly. Sancho played well. Surprisingly. Oh, come on, big crap <laughs> tournament. Let's be honest with you. Well, if he turns it on now. Yeah, I was going to say, if he turns it on now and wins the thing, yeah, I could not care less. But listen, we've got a good team, man. Uh, we've got a very good team, very good young team. I'm excited, man. I'm very excited for tomorrow. Today, mm. tomorrow, same yeah. thing. The day that football comes home, nearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mick, you were coming on Northern Monkeys last week, and mm. we're a little bit Mr. Miserable. Yeah, well, um, well I had to go from work, didn't I? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, after Saturday, you can't really be negative about England. Just, oh. it, it in terms of how the game went, it was perfect. Yeah, we just blew them away, didn't we? We blew them away. Uh, certainly that second half. Uh, and remarkably, and what's what sort of really, really surprised me more than anything else is that we did it without Jack Grealish, the world's wonder kid, and we did it without him. You know what I mean? I know you're saying uh, he saved him. He didn't put him on because yeah. he wanted to save him. Well, you know, it, 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 it'll be fine if we if we end up playing Italy in final. If we get to, if we get through uh, and play Italy in final, there'll only be what we're going to have. There's 22 players on pitch. There'll only be. Probably twelve of them still on the feet. Exactly. We play Italy and Grealish starts. Well, we have about five minutes open play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if, if, I know we're jumping massively ahead to the yeah, final. Right, but yeah. if, if you if you play if you play Italy in the final, you want somebody to battle those tactics. You can't you can't fight no, no, those tactics. Battle is a battle is a too masculine word to put there. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to, you've, you've, you've got all right you've got to have something to match up to them tactics yeah. because you can't beat those tactics those 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 tactics of i don't i don't even know what the right word is of, of of being going down at every bit of contact if you get a referee that plays into that we've we've been the championship last year if you get a referee that plays into those tactics you cannot beat them at that at that at, at doing a different type of game you've got to do something similar and not only is Gilles a fantastic footballer 
he is very, very clever at that side of the game. Whether you like it or not, well, the, it's not clever. It's not hard. I could do it. It's not hard. If, if it was, if me, it, if it was easy, if it was easy, everybody else would do it. No, because Grealish is a good player. No one else does it because it's cheating. Oh, man. It, it's bang on right, Matt. It's bang on right. Okay. And, and, you, 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 yeah, and, I, and I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, there's very few teams um, play the way Italy play it as well, in inverted commas, as Italy do it. And you couldn't think of the word. The word's cheating. It's cheating. The cheats. They are cheating. No, you, you, you laugh at me. You laugh at me. I watched that game the other night and it's just embarrassing. Beyond words, it's embarrassing. That first goal of Italy's was just the most ridiculous, sickening, pathetic behaviour I've ever witnessed on a football field. And I've, I've seen. Oh, well, yeah, because it makes me feel it's sick. Uh, it's pathetic. It's no, mate, honestly. injured. Why? For what reason? To can't referee to cheat. It's cheating. It's cheating. And it just, it absolutely boils my blood. It really does. Can you tell? This this is coming to a change of conversation. This is a whole other argument about why football is pathetic. Yeah. But back to your point. uh, (laughs) Back to your point. I don't know. I quite even talk. I'd like to bring it back. What we were meant to talk about. Grealish. Grealish. Right, right, Grealish. The reason that we played so well with when Grealish was on was because that was meant. Do you know what I mean? Um, We needed that creativity. The reason Grealish had to play is because he couldn't play Sancho. So I think he's going to play Sancho instead of Grealish because Sancho did it better. That's why Grealish played so well because we needed that creativity Mm -hmm. that Sancho has been giving you, but understandably, he can't play Sancho. Which I listen, I have no problem against against that, excuse me. But I think Grealish is number two in that creativity role for me. Grealish carries the ball as well as anybody on that team. And what he does is he draws in the players. And for England, he hasn't really done this yet. What he does for Villa, he obviously draws players in and he draws the foul. For England, what he's done is drawn the players in, not won the foul, and moved the ball forward. Because I don't know if he's, if he's trying to buy better players who are better at finding space or what it is, but he hasn't done that thing where he draws in the foul. He's drawing the man, but he hasn't drawn the foul. He's, he's then, we've then been able to build from that without it being without having to be a foul. Sancho does a similar sort of thing as well as to that, quicker. And legal. What I'm saying for English, Grealish hasn't reverted to the Villa-type Grealish. Right. He hasn't it's because nobody will go near him. It's because they're not going near him because they know what he's going to do. But he, but, the, but he is still drawing him in. That's how he carries the ball forward by drawing. Oh. He did it once against Scotland where he, where he threw himself to the ground. But other, other than that, he's, he's done the good side of it really, really well without throwing himself around in as much as he has done for Villa. It, it, he's done it all he's right. Done it as well. He's done it all right. Done it really well. he, he hasn't done it any better than, than Saka, than... Sancho the Mount he's not any better than any of them by any stretch of imagination Saka I think he's a better player I genuinely do he's a more exciting player he's a more direct player I agree with you Matt about Grealish has done it well but I really really struggle to watch it and I really struggle to watch it you don't like him no because I don't like him I don't like his play style it really offends me on how I approach and see sports because it's just it, it baffles me. I mean, I can't stand it. It, it. It's physically hard to watch. And that's why I want Sancho to play, because he's, he's unreal, man. You, he's you, so you, can't, you can't tell me that Sancho's not going to throw him seven around. He's a, a, a typical winger. Of course he's he going to throw him seven around. He didn't oh, because, him he, because he didn't in one game. I ain't seen him play, but from that one game, he should start. I mean, I, it was I know, excellent. It was, it was awful quality. It was excellent. But I haven't seen him play. If that is his game, the same. They all do it, mate. They all do it. That's the same applies then, doesn't it? Real shame. In doing America, right? When obviously they call it soccer, uh, <laughs> they play right, and they go. They, they ask each other, "Do you flop in soccer?" That's what they call it. Do you flop in soccer? That is a this... known thing. How embarrassing is that for the sport? Do you flop? This would be more serious to take if I hadn't just I hadn't seen one of the worst own goals I've ever seen in MLS over the weekend. Right. I can't take anything any American soccer. <laughs> the, the balls the ball came over the top, 
and the defenders uh, the defenders got a strike of the strikers running through on goal and the defenders turned his back the ball has hit the defender on the back of the head which has took it past the goalkeeper to go towards the line and the goalkeeper and defender both ran together and they've both slid to try and get the ball away from that and took each other out and it's just got in that's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so going back to England now we obviously play Denmark in the semi-final and I think it's going to be a tougher game as, as tough a game as we've had all tournament against Denmark uh, right at the beginning of this tournament I thought there were dark horses to to go a long way and then obviously they lost the first two games and I thought oh, I mean I'd obviously done my usual sort of got that wrong again then uh, they are a quality, quality outfit at Denmark. Make no mistake. Um, you know they ain't no, they ain't no Ukraine or Croatia or Scotland or or Czech Republic for that matter. Uh, they are, they are a quality outfit. So t- tomorrow night or tonight, as as when this goes out, it's going to be a really, really tough game. And I, I don't, you know, don't please don't get yourselves sort of set on a Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is final. Hmm. appearance for England because that's definitely not a given definitely not no I think Germany are a better team man for man but yeah. I think Denmark are a better team together hmm. they've got as 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 has been mentioned this is not a revelation they're riding an emotional wave from the first game of the tournament and they've ridden it very very well very 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 well um, and we saw against Belgium in the first half against Belgium they, they blew Belgium I know Belgium have been shown to maybe not be the team that everybody thought they were but they still were very, very, very good. Mm. I worry for them from a neutral point of view. I worry that they've had a too tough of a run and they don't have a big enough squad like we do to, to <laughs> rotate. Their best players have had to play most of their games the thing and is, they're missing their best player. The thing is, there's a saying, isn't there, that the man, the man with nothing to lose is a very dangerous man. They've got nothing to lose. They go out now and get beat. They are heroes in their country. They have got nothing to lose. England go and get beat. Lord, is there still going a... to be some crisis? So they have what nothing to lose. If we, not... You cannot tell me if we get beat that Southgate and everyone on that staff is going to get hammered for losing to Denmark. I can guarantee mm. it, right? I can guarantee it. They're going to bring up the Southgate penalty. They're going to bring the Southgate penalty. They're going to hammer it. when he wins. Yeah, exactly. Listen, they have got nothing to lose. I am quite worried. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the way Pelters of England, it, England has done well to get this stage and played very, very well. If we lose narrowly to Denmark, I'll be gutted, absolutely gutted. But I'm proud of the way that the team have performed on the pitch. And I'm so proud of the way that Southgate has conducted himself and his, and his staff and his team off the pitch. And in my life, that's never ever happened for England. I've never been proud of an England team for you know for more than forty-five minutes. And I think that's really important. We've 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 obviously privately men talked about Southgate being very similar to Paul Warren and the way he conducts himself, the way what he wants people to behave, the way it's more about it's not just about football. It's about being a decent person as well. And the players have been great. The players have shone in that role that Southgate's asked them to play on and off the pitch. So from that point of view, I think they're safe. If we'd have gone out to during the last 16, things might have been different. We're in semi-finals of a major tournament for the third time in a row. You know, from where we were in 2016, we've talked about with Kerry Arneson, England were a shambles in 2016, yeah. a complete shambles. And then Big Sam came in for one game, which were an even bigger shambles. Yeah, I mean, if if uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of time for newspapers, as you're aware. But if they'd not set him up like they set him up, uh, where would we be now? We certainly wouldn't be where we are. So I suppose on that basis, they did us a favour. But why the FA employed him in first place is, is just mm. some sort of weird alternate universe type occurrence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, no, but anyway, still more pressure on England. But at the same time, we've got sixty-five thousand fans. Well. 65,000 capacity, 60,000 out of the room I've heard, Denmark fans, so most of the crowds in England, heavy, which we saw at the Germany game, atmosphere were amazing, we weren't even at the game. So hopefully that'll push England over the line. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it comes home. So, anything else you want to add? 
Yeah. Superb. So thank you all for listening. If you're watching, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give us a five star rating if you haven't already. And follow us on Spotify if you're listening on there. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe and give us a thumbs up on the video. We would very much appreciate that. When the new season comes up, we've got a few different bits of bobs we're going to start doing during the week and, and things such as that. So keep an eye out for those. I think we've got some good ideas, I think. What well, I hope are good ideas. We will be back next week. Depending on how the Euros goes, depends on when we will be back next week. Obviously, if England win, I might need a week to recover. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going to come back next week. Danny Glaves, who's done a lot of work for our website, is going to come on next week's episode. Uh, so if anyone wants to hear from him, we're going to talk about the Parkgate game um, next week and, and whatnot. So if you are interested in that, come back next week. Um, and yeah, thank you, Ben. It's been lovely. You're welcome. I hope your arm gets better. Wrist, sorry. Wrist, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Nick, uh, you're not injured, are you? So not yet. You? Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go watch Italy Spain game. So by the end of that, I'll have ripped the rest of my hair out and probably smashed a few pots as well, <laughs> screaming at Italians rolling up for. And and not only that, biscuits will be playing for Spain as well, won't he? So it's just going to be a, a complete dive fest. Yeah. So Mick, after, after, after tonight, Mick will need somebody somebody's yeah. house house to live it's at. Be the it will be kicked game. out. The slowest game of football. Hey, can I stop talking about the game so we can go watch it? <laughs> I'm not watching it. I'm not Quite, watching I it. I want to watch it. I've got some. I've got. I've got a wall I want to stare at. Actually. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've not been too put off by these two miserable gits. <laughs> Cheers, guys. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.